At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. He's Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, executive producing. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to continue with the association talk. Got plenty to do. Remember, NHL trade deadline. Jeff Merrick is going to join us. Mike Samich, professional handicapper. Sean Farnham, ESPN, is going to join as well. But right now, George Sedano, superstar, NBA on ESPN, announcer, of course, ESPN LA host as well. A mutual of Evan Cohen, and he joins us now. George, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you joining us. Hey, man, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's good. It's great to have you. We we were just discussing. You got the two teams in the East, Boston, Milwaukee, and then I said, of course, you've got the two teams now, Phoenix with KD and Denver. That fifth team, Amal said, the Clippers. You recently covered the Clippers. They're in a tailspin. What did you see from the Clippers? I see a team that's still trying to figure out how to play with each other. And I think that it's one of those situations that's already challenging to begin with because they don't have a lot of continuity to begin with prior to the additions that they made. And then you throw in a, num- a number of players, including Eric Gordon and Plumley, who, by the way, has probably fit the best of all of them. And, of course, Russell Westbrook, which is going to get the most of, it- most of the attention. Then, yeah, you have a potential for a <laughs> scenario that you're seeing now where they've dropped four straight. So... I, I, I've always liked them and their roster. I like their front office, but I did question a little bit, do they have too many guys, right? Like, do, there are guys on this roster that, you know, would play on almost any roster. They probably are 12 deep, but you can't play that many guys. And the fact that they hadn't been able to figure it out prior to the additions, and I didn't even include Bones Highland, who's barely playing, 
uh, was already kind of alarming. And this is, I guess, not all that surprising to me that they would struggle here early on. George, I want to stay out west. The Phoenix Suns, obviously the acquisition of Kevin Durant, the big news, and he's got an opportunity to kind of cement his legacy with this team. Do you believe this is the team to beat from the mountaintop in terms of winning the NBA title, or do you still look at Boston or Milwaukee or someone else? Because Patrick makes the argument now with Booker, this is the best combo in the league, those two. um, I mean, you could certainly make that case. I don't know if I would get to that point just yet. I'd like to see it a little more, uh, but it's certainly in the discussion. Um, As far as where they stand, I'd say that they are the team to beat out West because Kevin Durant is the most malleable player I've ever seen where you can plug and play with him anywhere, really, on any team, and he would make them exponentially better. And he also wouldn't mess with what they currently do because he's just really easy to kind of get into the flow of what it is you want to accomplish. I guess there was that little hiccup towards the end of his tenure at Golden State where he kind of wanted to be more isolation and they obviously have more ball movement. But really that's just one blip on the radar in a long career of him being able to fit in basically wherever and being plug and play. But out West, because it's a little bit of a jumbled situation, and I know Denver has certainly deserved to be the one seed, and I I give them a lot of credit. I think they, they can be in the Western Conference Finals. The unfortunate part for them is that at the moment they would face Phoenix in a second round series. So I think that 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 could obviously be in their way. But yeah, I think Phoenix out West, I I would still favor either Boston or Milwaukee uh, to win the whole thing at the moment. George Sedano, NBA and ESPN sideline reporter, of course, Sedano and Cap, ESPN LA 710 AM 4 to 7 Pacific joins us here on Sharp Money. LeBron, can we spin this, George, into a good thing for the new pieces to find chemistry with the rest of the Lakers without LeBron? Um, I mean, sure, we could. Uh, there is there is some of that. I won't I won't dispute that. But you know, well, I guess look, if I was talking about Kevin Durant being the most malleable player, LeBron would certainly be in that discussion too. So he generally tends to fit with most guys, which is why uh, I think it was alarming that they had the Russell Westbrook move a couple of years ago because everyone in the world that knew basketball were like, eh, this probably isn't going to fit. And the argument back then was, well, you know. Russell Westbrook's game was similar to D. Wade. And I'm like, "Mm, yes and no. Dwayne Wade in year two with LeBron basically told him, it's your team, I'm going to play off you, and became one of the best cutters in basketball uh, at that particular time, just playing off of all the movement and and guys kind of shading in different directions defensively. And Dwayne was obviously a much better defensive player uh, throughout his entire career. But, yeah, I I guess you could make that point, but – I still think this team, man, I love what they did now at the trade deadline, and I've given Rob Palenka a lot of grief over the last two off seasons, deservedly so, because they probably are two of the most challenging, I'll call it, uh, roster constructions uh, around LeBron James historically. And uh, But he did fix it, at least now at the trade deadline. The question is, is it too late, right? They're dealing with LeBron's injury, A.D., has been in in and out of the lineup, and and it seems very clear that AD is not 100%, right? I think that he came back from an injury because, you know, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming he hears the noise. Everyone else hears it. Charles Barkley's out there calling street clothes or whatever. So he wants to prove the naysayers, right, that he can play through pain and whatnot. And I think he's done that all season in one way, shape, or form. 
And then the D'Angelo Russell stuff, although he could be available today, and that would be a big boost for them if, if he can play with Anthony Davis because D'Angelo is one of the better pick-and-roll players in the sport, and he's an excellent spot-up shooter, so it just gives them another element. But I, I, I think if they get in, they're dangerous. But I don't know, man. Like that's a pretty big piece you're not playing with <laughs> um, to, to, to build chemistry. I guess it could help a little bit, but I don't know if I would completely come to your side. No, it was it was a terrible it was a terrible spin, George Sedano. I was trying to spin it, but let me ask you this: LeBron, his legacy. You live in Los Angeles. You talk directly to Lakers fans. What is his legacy with this team? Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, I would say it's muddied in some way, shape, or form. It just depends on who you ask. I think that you ask certain Laker fans, and they're like, well, he's won one, but you know, the idea here is to win more than one. And not all of it has been his fault. You know, They won the championship in the bubble, and that following season, I believe they started off 22-6, and six, and then Solomon Hill rolled his ankle in a really bad way. And he tried to play through that shortly thereafter, and he just wasn't the same guy the rest of the season. And then, obviously, Anthony Davis dealt with his set of injuries that year as well. And then they went and made the move that we just talked about, Russell Westbrook. They traded all their good role players, Kuzma and KCP, guys who fit perfectly around LeBron in a lot of ways, less so Kuzma, but definitely KCP, for a guy that wasn't likely going to fit. So they missed the playoffs last year. That's terrible. That's bad. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, he would tell you that. I mean, it's why he said that these last 23 games in the regular season were the most important regular season games of his career because he didn't want to miss the playoffs two years in a row. And now they're certainly in danger of doing that. So uh, I think that I, I think that he, he did this. It, here's the positive spin on this. They were a disaster before he arrived. And Brian Winhorst, my colleague, has, has said this multiple times. He gave the Lakers the benefit of the doubt and continues to give them the benefit of the doubt, more so than he gave Pat Riley in the Miami Heat, which gave, gave him an opportunity to win two championships and playing probably on the best team he ever played on, certainly more than Cleveland uh, the second time around. I mean, he held their feet to the fire every time. I mean, it was one and one every year with his contract. And he hasn't done that in L.A., and I think it's because he just wants to be here. His family is certainly very comfortable here. And I think that he doesn't have the leverage he had maybe against those particular teams. So I think that um, has also led to this. He came to a team that had a bunch of kids. And I remember when he arrived here, I was joking on the radio. It's like, you know, it's like he's, he's playing with a bunch of kids who are barely older than his own children at that particular mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's, it's not an easy question to answer because, again, they were a mess. They had missed the playoffs six straight seasons before he arrived. And he eventually got them the championship, you know, very soon thereafter. Uh, and then had the patience to deal with some of the stuff, which some of it I'm sure he's involved in. Others, it's not. You know, I know people will blame him for Russell Westbrook. I don't know what the actual deal was there. Um, I know LeBron is always smart enough to have plausible deniability, <laughs> regardless in those scenarios. But uh, this last offseason, they could have gotten off of Russ and probably gotten a team similar to what they have now, if not the exact same pieces, perhaps. Uh, they might have had to have given up more, but they would not have wasted two-thirds of the season to get here. So that's a long way to go around uh, and being a gas bag about saying, I have no idea what his actual legacy is, but I can make the case that it's both successful and perhaps unsuccessful. 
I like the way you phrased it, especially you talked about with the situation in Cleveland. I think it's a lot easier to hold the Cavaliers' feet to the fire in Los Angeles, like, hey, we'll just bring in another superstar. I want to quickly ask you about Denver. Jokic is potentially going to win his third consecutive MVP. Just give me your assessment on him and this team. How far do you think they could go in the Western playoffs? So when you're the guy who is breaking records or matching records or getting near records that only Wilt Chamberlain holds, you're probably deserving of an, of an MVP award that particular season. And what he's doing at the center position, at least I have never seen in my lifetime, because I, didn't, I wasn't old enough to watch Wilt play. So it's incredible. Now, I know the arguments will be, oh, defensively, he's not. You know, they're just going to put him in 70 pick and rolls or whatever. And I don't know, man. In the regular season, I've been there a number of times this year. And their defense was atrocious to begin the season, I would say the first month or two. And since December 18th, they've had the fourth best defense in the league with Nikola Jokic playing a heavy load of minutes. So I think they've done an excellent job constructing this team around him. I think he's gotten better on defense. In my opinion, he's no longer a net negative, which was the case a couple of years ago. And that is not the case anymore. So I like them. I I told you earlier, if they didn't have to play Phoenix, I would say they can get to the finals. Look, if they beat Phoenix, they're going to the finals. I I don't care who comes out on the other side of that bracket in the West. Like, I think if they're healthy, they're going to win because now they have a good team around them defensively. George Sedano, NBA ESPN sideline reporter. You can listen to him here in Los Angeles. Sedano and Cap, ESPN LA 710. Thank you, George. Appreciate your time tonight. That was great. We're coming back with Amal Shaw's run line betting strategy. The homework is in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. UFC 285 this week. Head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game as we welcome you back. It's a whole new show. It's Sharp Money. He's Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Appreciate your patience and support of the shows. We get it going here. Uh, George Sedano joined from ESPN uh, talking NBA. We've got Jeff Merrick coming up. Sportsnet 590, the fan up in Canada, talking about that trade deadline on the ice. The Panthers put them in the cannon, shoot them to hell. A loss to a Nashville team that had nothing to play for last night. That's on me. That's on me, Amal. Hand to God. That's on me. Shout to David Stern. (laughs) Mike Samich is going to join as well, a professional handicapper, friend of the show. You're going to love him. If you haven't heard Samich before, he's as sharp as all get out. Sean Farnham is going to join ESPN College basketball analyst. Dustin Sweetelson was very excited this morning when he booked Sean Farnham. Can you help me understand why you were so giddy? I'm Sean Farnham's great on TV. Is well, that basically you know, living on the West Coast for as long as you know we all have? you tend to like look for something to watch on the West coast at night. And most of the time it's him calling a college basketball game somewhere. He, he does That's a, fair. He does a tremendous job. By the way, I'm going to adv- advocate for him to be the number one guy there at ESPN, but they're not giving him the opportunity because the bill illustrator, you know, he, he's the guy there. He, he, he is, he is very good. We can get Billis on the show. Billis has been on our old radio show. He's really good too. Okay. Let's do this. Now, again, this conversation came up organically and let me be very clear. My mentor growing up, he, he just essentially said to me, kid, stay away from run lines. Don't lay the run and a half in baseball and stay away from puck lines. I will take, and we talked yesterday. Some of this is philosophical, but as the conversation started to roll out, you said, no, 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 you're insane. I'll lay a run and a half. So we'll get to you and the homework that Amal did last night, did a great job breaking this down. I will take the run and a half if it's plus money, but essentially my philosophy in betting puck or run lines, if I don't like the game, I just lay off it. I'm I'm not getting involved in trying to lay a run and a half, trying to lay a puck and a half. So I'll let you run with your homework here, but just a reaction quickly to that. First of all, I'm not a puck line player in hockey. Now it might be a game where a team like, for example, the stars the other night against the coyotes was minus $4. You may want to take a puck line in that situation because uh, there were, I think, 170 or 130. I can't recall exactly what they were, but it's a little bit – a number comes down drastically there, and you, you don't mind potentially laying it if you're going to play that game. But baseball is a big difference, right? In hockey, 
if a team has a great night, they score six, seven goals. And I mean, that's really a tremendous night. Realistically, you're scoring four to five goals in a winning scenario where you're hoping to get an empty net. And remember, a single goal lead, you're not going to be able to do that as uh, easily as with a two goal lead because you're afraid of icing and the faceoff coming in your own end. So, baseball. You can score, you know, limitlessly. So I think from that standpoint, it makes it a little bit easier. But I'm going to give you the numbers real quick, Patrick. Can I, can I ask you a question before mm-hmm. you give us the yeah. numbers? First off, all kidding aside, great yeah. job with this. I can tell you put extensive work into it. What was your approach going into last night's homework assignment and grabbing the information on run lines? Well, so this comes back to what happened in 2015 when I was betting the Toronto Blue Jays, and they were just annihilating people on the run line. If you looked at their games, I said – if you look at the math, and I'll give you a quick example. This applied a lot to the Dodgers last year, and we'll get to the Dodgers at the very end because they had the greatest run line uh, season we've ever seen last year, at least in the last, going back to 2015. Um, my, my point being is the Dodgers last year would be minus $2 at home. They'd be minus 110, minus a run and a half. L.A. would just be maybe 3-3 in the seventh inning against Colorado. You look up and you're like, damn, why is this game not over? Oh, because the Dodgers put up a five spot in the bottom of seventh. I mean, it, they were just mashing people. And there was a stretch at one point, Patrick, I don't recall exactly. I'd have to go through the individual schedule. Maybe during the break I can do that. But if you look at it, they had, I think, somewhere around they, – they wound up with last year, they wound up winning 16 games uh, by a single run out of their 111 wins. So they won 95 on the run line. But I think seven or eight of those uh, single, win, uh, single run wins came – in August and September, the beginning of the year, every game was a run line win by the Dodgers. They were so dominant. So starting with the Blue Jays in 2015, 93 wins, 15 of them by a single run, 78 on the run line for an 83%. 2016 Colorado Rockies, 75 wins, 63 on the run line, 84%. Rangers in 2017, 78 wins, 65 on the run line, 83%. Twinkies that year, 85 wins, 70 on the run line for 82%. Houston Astros win 101 games, 82 on the run line, 81%. 2018, the Reds win 67 games, so 67 and 95. But they won only 10 games by a single run. 57 of those games that they won out of 67 were by the run line or more, 85%. Minnesota, 78 and 84, uh, 63 run line wins, 81%. 2019 Cleveland Indians, uh, 93 and 63, 78 run line wins, 84%. The Yankees, 103, uh, 85 run line wins that year, 83%. The White Sox, 72 wins, um, 58 on the run line, 81%. In 2021, the Rays win exactly 100 games, 80 on the run line, so 80% there. White Sox, 93 and 63, 75 run line wins, 81%. The Diamondbacks, ready for this one? They go 52 and 110 in 2021. They win 42 games in the run line, 81% there. And then, of course, the historically great Los Angeles Dodgers last year, 111 wins, 16 by a single run, 95 on the run line for an 86% run line cover rate. Yeah, that was that was a dumb number last year that obviously baseball betting nerds and social media was going crazy about. Again, 111 wins for the yeah. Dodgers. This is the juggernaut last year in the regular season. 95 run line wins. That's an 86% clip. So now let's zoom out. Yeah. And talk because this is extensive research. The numbers are here. They're overwhelming. But what it appears to me you're doing is you're hitching your wagon to a specific team year to year and more of specialization. This isn't a blanket strategy no. for Major League Baseball. Correct. And, and to give you a quick uh, example, last year, uh, using an average scale of 81 and 81, teams winning on the run line, they won 23 games by a single run. So just think about it from a mathematical standpoint real quickly. When you look at it, you're still winning 72% of your games by two runs or more. 
It didn't matter. Not, the, the Dodgers are an outlier, and the other teams that I've listed are all the best in terms of the run line percentages, win percentage for those individual years. But even the worst teams are still winning more than half their games by the run line. So, Patrick, when you have an opportunity to take a team at minus $2 down to a minus 110 or a team that's minus 140, take a run line, all of a sudden you're plus 135, you talk about changing the dynamics of your bankroll. It, it's huge. Even if you lose that game, you're still going to save money because you didn't lay 140. Let's say for simple math, you bet 140 to win 100. Now you just lay 100 to win 135. It's just financially much more prudent, and I think long-term you'll find it to be much more beneficial. I'm a huge fan. I, I was talking about this with uh, Britton Hess, uh, one of our great producers. He produces uh, the next show coming up between – Shout to Britton. Great kid. Yeah. Love Britton. Uh, we talked about – I told him one of my best bets ever was Chris Sale was pitching for the White Sox in 20 uh, – I think it was 2015 or 2016. The Braves were on a little bit of a losing streak. They go into Chicago. They're about a plus 170 dog. I took them on the reverse run line. They were about plus $3 or 290. I can't remember the exact number. They beat the White Sox 11 to 8. So what my point is, we get so caught up in baseball with, oh, this is the team and they're doing this. You're, you're an underdog against these teams. Look, if the Oakland A's as bad as they are, if they're going to win a game – they're still going to have a possibility of winning the game by two runs or more. Do you, do, do you remember our second show? I used the word efficacious. Mm -hmm. And you said, and you got bitter with me and Dustin, and you, you proceeded to use the word efficacious yeah. in a sentence. Correct. And, and, like, it just blew our minds. Like, we didn't understand where you were going with it. It was a weird situation. You did exhaustive, comprehensive research here, and yet my mind is still blown in an efficacious manner, meaning you're simply giving me teams year to year that were awesome betting them on the run line. How can I use that data moving forward? Because it doesn't have to be just the Dodgers. It doesn't have to be the Toronto Blue Jays. The one thing I will tell you that proves to be the case is you generally want to take more American League teams. And remember, a lot of the reason why you don't see a lot of National League teams in this example is because, remember, the DH wasn't in place yet permanently in the National League. Now, when you look at the NL, it's not as wide of a margin. That's why you saw what the Dodgers were able to do last year. Even the Oakland A's, who won 60 games last year, still won 17 of the 60 games on the run line. So think about that real quickly, Patrick. They still won 73% of their games by two runs or more. It doesn't Fair matter enough. who you're betting. Every team you bet, you should bet the run line. The problem with most bettors is, and it's, this is one of the problems that plagues this entire industry. You know, like, I'm, I'm on a losing streak right now. On this show, last, lost four in a row, and if you include the Hampton game, I did have the Troy second half yesterday, but on the two plays we gave out at the end of the day on Wednesday and Thursday, I lost. So now everyone's like, you're an idiot. But the reality <laughs> of it is, this is, the, this is the thing that happens in this business. And if you're, if you're a guy that trades stocks or if you're a gal that trades, you know, futures, same thing. You're going to have some runs. You're going to have some you know, dry spells. But the point overall is in baseball, you should be betting the run line. The numbers prove it out. It's clear as day. Even the worst of teams, you look at Oakland, they can't score. Well, how is it they won 43 out of their 60 games by two runs or more? You talked about the problem with the industry. The problem with the – first off, buddy, I got your back, and good job with the research. The talk about consistent 60-plus winning percentages is insane. If you're a new better, you're aiming 55, 56, 57, somewhere in there. Remember, 52.4 to break even with the VIG. So, again, Amal is going to end up winning over a long period of time. That's just what happens. Question for you. What was the Britain Hess nugget? I didn't hear Re that. I'm sorry. I, reverse run line. So, if you've got a dog, take him laying the run and a half. You're going to get plus 210, 230, 240 in certain spots. We're going to come back with the big guy's top 10, Jeff Merrick. At 45, he got bumped in some props. Next, here, Sharp Money.
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome back. This segment of Sharp Money is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And a warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's smart money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice Friday. Of course, it's championship week, baby. And we did just now make an executive decision during the break. It appears Amal Shaw is going to sing the national anthem at the beginning of every smart money starting Mondays. I appreciate it. We're we're trying to get people to tune in. You know, my vocal cords are not that good, so we want to keep them around so I won't do that. We got the big guys top 10 and some props coming up in just a minute. But Amal, all kidding aside, you did a great job uh, talking about the run line covers uh, as far as Major League Baseball, and you had a couple of other thoughts you wanted to add. Yeah, so real quick, the worst team in baseball last year in terms of the run line coverage, you still won two-thirds of the games on the run line. So I, I think it's a play that when you get towards baseball season here start making bets, I think it's one you have to take. You have to lay the run and a half. It's really the smart play, in my opinion. Um, and we'll see how much people get involved with it. But, you know, Britton and I were talking about, Britton Hess, who uh, works here as a producer, the reverse run line. I'm a big proponent. Of if you're going to take an underdog, might as well lay the run and a half. Again, it goes back to the numbers here, Patrick. And some of these numbers, I don't know if you've looked sometimes and you see some of these teams, you'll get a team that's like plus 175 on the money line. They'll be like 330, 340 on a reverse run line sometimes. It, we know in baseball, now it's gotten pretty out of hand with the Oakland A's and some of these teams have become really bad, the Pirates. But generally speaking in baseball, the worst team wins three out of eight and the best team wins five out of eight. So you're going to have an opportunity there. And if that team, you know, you look at the Dodgers real quickly last year, they win 111 games, they lose 51 games. They still lost 36 out of 51 games uh, by uh, two runs or more. As far as your favorites in life, would you say, how would you rank these? The National Anthem, Jimmy Butler, and run line betting? Because my goodness, do you like yourself some run lines, no? Love me some run lines, but it, nothing's ever going to replace the anthem for me, buddy. I'll start crying on air if you start playing the anthem here. Hey, I, hey big guy, you like that one. Look at you laughing. Oh, but why man. are you laughing so hard? I know you were co-hosting a show with Toby Keith. Hey, let's <laughs> hanging out with Tucker. Hey, okay, let's do this. Uh, we've got some <laughs> NHL talk coming next? up. I put the bit. big and bigot. <laughs> I didn't say anything. that's Toby Keith's line I, from a roast. Hey, hey. I'm staying away from all that. Oh, don't be afraid. Uh, Samich is joining coming up in 27 minutes. Hold on one time. Let me tell you something about politics. People love your point of view if they agree with it. That's all. (laughs) Breaking news. I'm just saying, but everybody gives their opinion on it. Like they've they've created, they found something out. But I'm just stating facts. Partisanship by Amal Shaw here on Sharp Listen, I got to be partisan. I'm running for office, man. Samich is coming with interesting puck line stats. He's listening to your conversation yeah. about run lines. So Samich, who's joining in 27 minutes, doing his own research with some puck line stats. That's coming up in just a bit. It's now time for the top 10. If we're being completely honest, this has been a disastrous start to the top 10. Big guy, would you like to defend yourself? Yeah, you know, I thought coming off the buzz from the uh, Fury-Paul fight, maybe people would be into the boxing movie thing. But I'll be honest. 
I wasn't as into this as I thought I was going to be either. It well, I could felt tell. like a good Listen, idea. I always try to sell you. You're one of you're my, one of my best friends. We've worked together forever. Your energy has been lacking with the top yeah. ten. So when your energy lacks on your own bit because you love some camera time, that's when I knew it was going downhill. Yeah, you we, feel me? We got to go more in my wheelhouse. We got to go at, back to how I butter my bread. In fact. Favorite butter on bread would be a good top 10 for me. I think I could break let's that down go. really well, but we're not going to do that. Let's go top 10 boxing movies. We're going to close out the list this week uh, and put it to bed. Kill it. Ali 10, Rocky 2, Annapolis 8, Million Dollar Baby 7, Cinderella Man 6. Go 5 through 1 quickly, and I mean quickly. 5, Bleed <laughs> for This, Miles Teller, awesome movie about the 80s. Uh, 4, Amal's favorite boxing movie when Rocky saves democracy. Three, Creed, uh, <laughs> incredible way to pick back up the Rocky series and bring it back to life. Two, the original Rocky still gives me the chills. And one, the fighter, the Mickey Ward story, Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg. What people fail to understand about that movie is Christian Bale is the star of that show, not Wahlberg. That was a, I just started watching that movie recently. What do you mean you just started? You stopped? You, I, you stop and pick <laughs> movies back up? Dude, it, it, most movies generally on average takes me about a week. I can't think of a worse way to do anything. Well, you know, when next time I've never watch, heard anything so preposterous in my life. Do you, you take notes movies? to remember what you missed? No. I, you, first of all, my memory's as solid as anybody you've ever encountered in your entire life. You're, but you're the, the type of guy, we understand. But here's Dustin's com completely 100% right. Nobody outside of you in the history of the planet. Takes a week to finish movies. What's your theory here? I, I'll come home sometimes, depending on what time it is late at night. I'll put on a movie for about 10 minutes, start watching. I'm tired. You know, catch up with it whenever I get you to it. You watch 10 minutes at a time? Dude, <laughs> it I might be 30. Like... It might be 10. It might be 15. Who I knows? I watch like an hour of TikTok at a time. You watch 10 <laughs> minutes of a movie at a time? Dude, first of all, it's, it's like 4 in the morning. I'm not going to sit there and watch a movie for two hours. I'm trying to get to bed. Maybe start it earlier then. I'm doing it takes other things. It takes, I'm also the type of guy it takes a week to get through a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> uh, Seinfeld, I, I could watch in all 22 minutes. Let's get going with some props. The, I, honestly, I'm going to have to think about that over the weekend, whatever <laughs> you just lot. said to us, because oh, I'm geez. not sure if you made that up on the spot or well, if you're serious. really the type of guy serious, that watches yeah. a, a movie for I, a week. I, the, last six, the last six movies I've seen in the theater have not finished one of them. You walk out? You, seem well, like you go fun. back to a theater? You don't just do this from home? No, I left. The last movie I went to, I went with somebody. I was like, let's go. Let's go to another movie. This movie sucks. If not, let's get out of here. Uh, I'm not sitting here for this movie did, for another hour. Hold on. Are you admitting you're breaking the... Did you buy a ticket for the next movie? Hell no. Go ahead and prosecute, buddy. Not only are you co-hosting a show with Toby Keith, but he's a fugitive. By the way, I, I bought the popcorn. <laughs> trust me. That covered their cost. They don't care about the tickets because that goes to the studios. The, they care about popcorn and concessions because, generally speaking, movie theaters only make money on the popcorn and concessions for the first four to six weeks that a movie is out. Do you want we to Venmo me your bail money now so I can hook you up? I can post my own. We, By the way, I'm banned from Venmo. <laughs> Oh, I'm banned okay. from Venmo. So. We should have known he was going to have a hard take on movie theaters. My <laughs> gosh, what the hell just happened? We can't get the oh. time back, but we can try. Oh. Let's go NBA props. Dude, that is a dude, that is the weirdest thing you've said all week. And you've said a lot of weird things. Let's go. You've got one, two, three, four player props. Association, big guy, what do you got? Also, if you're into v, uh, player player props, new guy, Zachary Cohen, VEASAN.com. Great write-up. Has some picks on Lillard, Jokic, and Anthony Davis tonight. <laughs> VEASAN.com. Go check it out. Uh, for me, what I like, Grizzlies Nuggets. Here's the angle. These are kind of correlated, these two props. 
I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going have to have to expend so much energy guarding Jokic and trying to shut him down. I think it's going to open up an opportunity for someone else to grab a few more boards. And then I think it's going to hurt his overall production tonight. So two bets in that game. I like Desmond Bain, who is set at four and a half rebounds tonight. There's no Steven Adams in the middle for Memphis. And since Adams has been out since late January, Bain's gone over that number consistently. In fact, in the last eight games, he's averaging six and a half boards a game. I like that. And on the other end, I'm going under six and a half rebounds for Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Versus Denver, he averages four and a half rebounds against the Nuggets. And in 10 out of the 14 games Adams has missed, he's been under that. I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Four and a half. Yeah. No, I was right. Four and a half per game in career versus Nuggets. So, yeah. Under Jaron Jackson, over Desmond Bain rebounds. Over four and a half for Desmond Bain. Under six and a half for Jaron Jackson. Lou Dort, you're going over the 17 and a half. And Walker Kessler, you're going over 11 and a half boards. Correct? Lo- love the, the Walker Kessler one. I really love. He had 18 in overtime uh, a week ago against the same opponent. So, I'm really liking that because who's OKC going to match up with for rebounds versus Utah? Josh Giddy leads the team with 7.7 a game. So I think Kessler's going to dominate the glass. Great research, big guy. We'll add those to the sheet. Remember, VEASAN pros get all the plays, not just from Dustin Sweetelson, but all our hosts and all of our guests. Just a quick follow-up. Are you the type of guy that leaves after the opening credits? Because that's like 10 minutes. Into the- I well, can't. First of all, I just so can't first of all the previews are like 17 minutes, so right? So if the movie starts at 7, you get there about 7.15. There's no reason to sit through that nonsense. And mm. so you can get in there. And then depending, if the movie sucks, why stick around? It's already a sunken cost. You paid for it. Just leave. I'm not sticking around for a bad movie. You sound like a fun date. I'm a great date. <laughs> Do you pay? I, I've never not paid my entire life. You realize how much money I could save if I didn't date? Oh, I thought that question was different. Like, do you pay for the date? I Okay. Now I know what you were saying. No, so take it easy. Again, I have to remind you too incessantly, but this literally is on in the middle of the day, and it's a family network and a family show. Come on, so Dustin, take whatever, it easy. Whatever you, whatever you do in your spare time, which I actually know what Dustin does in his spare time, and we couldn't talk I about it. I don't want to know. You, I assure you, we'd be fired. I assure <laughs> you. Coming up next, let's. Get, the movie thing is really kind of tripping my brain out. We'll kind of reset Jeff Merrick. We've got the trade deadline, which is passed in the NHL. Sportsnet 590, the fan. He joins us next here on Sharp Money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sharp Money, Amal Shaw, Patrick Maher. The trade deadline, NHL, has come and gone just noon my time. Host, of course, the Jeff Merrick Show. Can't wait to talk to Jeff. He's got a monster show up in Canada, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern time on Sportsnet 590. You can download the show wherever you get your podcast. You can also see Jeff on Hockey Night in Canada, and we thank Jeff because he's just stepped away from anchoring TV on Sportsnet as we say hi. Hi, Jeff. First off, thank you for joining us. I know it's a terribly busy day today. Who won (laughs) the day? Who who won the day? Let me start with today, and then we'll get to Patrick Kane and others, but who won the day today in the trade deadline? Well, the interesting thing about that question is um, the most boring day of the trade deadline week, I suppose, (laughs) was today. Today was more. You know, t- today wasn't really trade deadline as much as it was tweak deadline. Um, I know that John Klingberg, you know, big defenseman, goes from Anaheim to Minnesota, and that was probably the biggest name uh, that moved today. But t- today was a day of tweaking. All the big moves, you know, were done really starting going back to Saturday. You mentioned Kane there a second ago. Um, all the big moves were all done throughout the week. Today was just a day for teams to tweak, pick up a depth defenseman. Uh, move around some draft picks, maybe a couple of American Hockey League players swapping jerseys. Uh, we saw two brothers get traded for each other. That was interesting, Calgary and Arizona moving the Ritchie boys. But today wasn't really a, uh, a day for anyone to win. Today was more of a, of a day just for teams to tweak their lineup a little bit heading into the playoffs. Jeff, Patrick Kane goes to the New York Rangers, obviously the biggest name and move so far, in my opinion, yes. in terms of the trade. Yes. How impactful can this be? Because I... I to me, I think Kane is a guy, just with the experience, adds a lot to this value of this team. 
Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I know that this isn't the Patrick Kane that won three Stanley Cups. I get that. Um, but this is a Patrick Kane that's going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And it's Patrick Kane that's going to lay claim to being one of, if not maybe the best U.S.-born hockey player ever. And still has a lot on his fastball. He really does. Like, here's an elite-level playmaker, an elite-level finisher, someone that's very familiar with playing with Artemi Panarin. And our Rangers fans sort of, you know, drew at the thought of watching those two together in the playoffs. I think with the Patrick Kane deal, what the Rangers have done is they've kind of settled in their lineup. Like, there was that one spot, and with all due respect to Jimmy Vc, you know, Jimmy Vc doesn't really, at this point of his career, belong in that top six for the New York Rangers. Patrick Kane clearly does. With the Patrick Kane deal, the Rangers can lay claim to having one of, and some might argue the best, top six combination of forwards of, of anyone in the NHL. And then you have that kid line as your third line, and then you have, you know, your Barkley Goodrows on, on your fourth line, you got a murderer's row on the blue line led by Adam Fox and Jacob Truba, and you have maybe the best goaltender in all of the NHL with Igor Shosturkin. I think what Kane does is it adds a, a layer of uh, elite offense to your lineup, and it just allows the entire lineup to settle. And what it does, too, is it gives Gerard Gallant, New York Rangers head coach, options. Options up and down the lineup. Now, we've talked about the Rangers' left side being you know, amongst the elite. Now the right side is super elite as well. I think the Kane deal, like I look at Kane this year with Chicago, it's a bottom team. It's so it's Patrick Kane playing on a team that, you know, isn't surrounded by elite level hockey players like he was in the glory days of the Chicago Blackhawks winning three Stanley Cups. Now he's back with the elite. So the Patrick Kane that we saw at the beginning of the year, I don't think is the Patrick Kane that we're going to see down in the stretch here now and certainly not in the playoffs. First of all, I love what you said about the addition that Kane brings to the Rangers. I agree with everything Jeff said, Patrick, except for the fact that he said greatest American-born player. I'm going to go with my guy that I covered in Dallas, Mikey Moe from Lavonia, Michigan. Yeah. So <laughs> my, fam- my family's yes. my family. Here's, so here's my bias. So I was born in Toronto, but half my family's American, and the majority of them live in Livonia as well. Now, since they've scattered, we've got them all over the states. But I am very. I have a soft spot in my heart for. You know, whether it's, you know, Mike Medano, whether it's Ryan Kessler, like Tory Krug, like anybody from Livonia, Michigan, I know it should be my default setting for the best American player of all time. But I'll go you another one, try to big dog you. I've always said that it's Chris Chelios. I can't disagree. I adore Chris Chelios. I think he's still, to this day, we don't talk about Chris Chelios enough as far as being, you know, one of, you know, the elite defenders of, of his or any other generation. So love Medano, go Livonia, uh, love Patrick Kane. They end up being the best of all time. But I still got that soft spot in my heart for Chris Jellio. Maher, he we just, love Jeff he Merrick. Just, he just he joins us here, Spades. Sportsnet, of course. Let me just get in here really sure. quickly. By the way, when we're talking Livonia, boys, it's hockey town to yeah. both of you. I'm from Michigan, and that is hockey town. Now, let's go, let's go Bruins, who are chasing, as you know, Jeff, not just Detroit yeah. as far as wins, but Montreal and points yeah. all time. They add Bertuzzi, Orlov, and Hathaway. Where are you on yeah. the additions for the, Ra- uh, the Bruins? They got better and more miserable to play again. Like, the, you, you look at, I'll give it like the, the, maybe the, the best example recently are the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, we focus on Tampa and we say, wow, what a skilled team, and look at the beautiful passes, and look at the wonderful finishers they are. And what we ignore is, you know, at, at their heart, like, they're nasty. Like, they're a bunch of pricks. I just see, like, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> are a bunch of pricks to play against. 
Like, they, re- they really are. They're awful. They're miserable to play against. And that's the one thing we never talked about with Tampa. Boston's the same way now. And I know that's always been part of the Boston DNA. You go back to when they won the, the, the Cups in the 70s or when they won in 2011. They're a combination of skill and toughness. And I always look to teams, like at the beginning of the playoffs, guys, I always say the, I always say the one thing. Which team can play the most types of games? Which team can be the most versatile? Which team can play a skilled game? Which team can play a grinding game? Which team can play a six-to-five game? Which team can play a two-to-one game? And whichever team can play the most types of games tends to win. Now, I personally think the best team at being that adaptable was the Dynasty Islanders. They could play whichever way you want. They had skill. They had toughness. They could grind. They could play wide. It didn't matter. The Islanders let you choose what type of game you wanted to play and then would beat you at it. Like that is incredibly frustrating. And I look at the Boston Bruins this year, and you look at the additions. First of all, you add Dmitry Orlov to a blue line that has Charlie McAvoy, who, you know, in, in most seasons uh, should probably win the Norris Trophy, and Hampus Lindholm was maybe the most underrated defenseman in the entire NHL. You add Orlov to that mix, and I'm not sure if you saw the goal the other night, uh, the one-timer looked like Alex Ovechkin, and the guy's a, the, the, the guy's a defenseman. Um, and in Hathaway, like I'll tell you, there were a lot of teams that called on Garnet Hathaway. And I know he's not a household name, but he's that bamboo shoots under the fingernails. He has more offensive ability than he was able to show in Washington. I think he's going to be a big player for this team. And then you add Tyler Bertuzzi from Detroit, who hasn't played a single game in the, uh, in the playoffs in the NHL. Last time he was in the playoffs was 2017 with Grand Rapids of the American Hockey League, the AHL affiliate, the American Hockey League affiliate for the Detroit Red Wings, and was the best player in the entire playoffs. And we've always looked at Bertuzzi and said his style of game is best suited for the postseason. Now, I know there are injuries to Taylor Hall. I know there's an injury to Nick Foligno as well, and that certainly does hurt. But when I look at teams that can play any style of game, I mean, they got someone who's probably going to win the Vezina Trophy and Linus Allmark. Uh, you have, you know, maybe the best pure goal scorer in the game right now in David Pasternak. And you have someone that they should rename the Selkie Trophy after in Patrice Bergeron. The Bruins can play it any way you want it. Like, you name it. You want to be tough? That's cool. We got that. You want to be skilled? Sure. You want to shoot out? We got that. You want a 2-1, to 3-2 to game? We can do that. I love what the Boston Bruins did at deadline. Uh, I know it took some, some salary cap yoga maneuvers, but they got there. I, I think what the Boston Bruins did was... You know, nothing short of, you know, spectacular. And, you know, they are still the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup because of it. Jeff, we have about 30 seconds. Colorado's coming. Landis Gog's going to get healthy. Can this team still win the division? And are they the team to beat out West? You know, I look at the Western Conference and I say, wow, why are all these players going from the East to the West? Where are all the Western Conference teams that are loading up? We think that it's jump ball in the West. Anybody can win. And then you watch Colorado play, even without Gabriel Landeskog, even with an injured Kale McCarr. You look at how Bo Byram wheels that power play from the blue line, and you look how fast they play. You look at, like, the thing about Colorado is they set a tempo and a pace that's so high, and they drag you into deep water quickly, and it's almost like they say, let's see how long you can swim out here, and teams will fade. Anyone who's watched Colorado knows this, and it's almost as if the entire Western Conference said, We'd love to load up because we think it's jump ball, but I don't know if we can beat Colorado. 
a Colorado-Boston final would be special. I'm here for all of it. I still think this is a team that can repeat. Jeff Merrick literally stepped off TV on Sportsnet to give us 10 minutes here on VSIN. We appreciate you. Of course, download the Jeff Merrick show wherever you get your podcast, Hockey Night in Canada as well. Probably hasn't slept in 10 days, so thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. I'll sleep when the season's over, when the playoffs is. So check me out and check me out in June, boy. Thanks. You, th- all thank you, Jeff. Time. Did a great job. Just a great job. We used to go. We used to go to Windsor because you could drink at 19 years old. And when you live in Michigan, we used to go to Windsor. And when I tell you Canadians freaking love hockey, I know I'm not breaking news. It's on another level. Mike Samich joins us next. Professional handicapper, Sharp Money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.